Welcome to All the Social Ladies, a podcast bringing you candid conversations with the boldest women in digital marketing. I'm Carrie Kirpin, CEO of Likeable Media, and let's get into the show. So I miss the whole dating site thing, the online dating world, but I kind of, listening to this next guest, wish I had a stab at it way in my single days. Sorry, Dave, don't tell anyone. Alexis ferraro Lurison is currently the Vice President of Marketing and Communications at Match.com, and she has been there for over 13 years. She's really seen the online dating world transform itself. And it's really interesting to hear about how they approach social. Take a listen. I'm so excited to have you here. I love talking about all things dating. I love talking about Match.com because I feel in my heart, I I am like um, the human version of a Match.com because I love to play matchmaker in all things. So I feel like really um, I am uh, a compadre with Match.com. I feel it in my bones. Totally. There is never a time when I'm in like a you know, a social setting that people don't have some form of story about dating or match or, um, you know, online dating. And it's it's always so fun to hear how people relate to it. Perfect. So I'm not alone. Whew. So before we get into match, I want to talk about you, Alexis. I want to talk about your career and where you are today and the three moments that you feel really defined your career. Awesome. Yeah. So I currently am uh, at Match.com and I run the brand marketing, PR and social media uh, and communications. So um, I've been with Match since 2005. And, you know, it was very interesting when I was starting my career. I worked for a small advertising firm out of San Antonio, Texas. I actually interned there my senior year of college. And I was working there for about a year and a half. And then, decided I kind of wanted something more. The company I was working for didn't really do anything with online. You think back to 2005, there was really kind of just the Facebook had, you know, Facebook had started, but I wanted to look for, you know, a bigger market. So San Antonio, I felt like I kind of had, you know, extended beyond what I could do there and um, online. So that was a really big moment for me where I was like, okay, I can move on from, you know, where, where I went to college, my first job, and so, honestly, I found the Match.com job on Monster.com and yep. moved to Dallas. Didn't know anybody really there. Maybe one high school friend was living there at the time. And so I started at Match in 2005 when we were just about to start working with Dr. Phil. And so that was a huge, like, big, you know, defining moment for me in terms of, like, moving on to something bigger than uh, what I was doing before. And then fast forward, I think there's been a few career moments. I feel like I'm in one now too, which is kind of fun and exciting. But before, um, you know, back in 2009, 2010, um, online dating was really only Match.com and eHarmony. And for me, one of the biggest career and advertising since I run marketing and and video content um, and TV was really when we started um, featuring real people and first dates. So um, we, you know, forgo or for we decided to forego the agency route. We started working with local production companies and filming real people on dates. And it was before the time of tons of reality TV, before the time of you know tons of of people in um, advertising. And so it was pretty monumental, and it increased our registrations tremendously, which you know, obviously as an online company, we're always looking for how to 
improve performance. And so for me, that was another big tranche from like 2010 to 2015 that we were running this massive campaign that I was important to and driving driving force behind um, for Match. And it really changed the trajectory of the business at the time. And it's so exciting to think back on that and all the people that we set up on dates. That was a really huge moment for me. Did any of the people who you set up on dates from that ad campaign end up staying together? They did not necessarily get married. They did have long relationships. And... Oh, that's pretty good. Because you must follow these guys, right? You you yeah. must. It's like you guys are like the fairy godmothers of connections. Yeah, and definitely. Um, I know so many of people who've gotten married because of Match, so many people who've had kids and, and just had great relationships. So for me, that campaign was really being able to talk to our customer and be, you know, right hand in hand kind of as they're going through their dating journey, which is so exciting. And then now I, one of the things that I work on right now is influencer marketing and kind of trying to define that for how that will work for Match. And I feel like it's this moment that's sort of changing how, you know, it's no longer just the celebrity who's the media or who's the movie star. It's kind of like girl next door who runs a beauty blog or guy next door who talks about cars. Like there's so many other ways. And I feel uh, ways that people can be celebrities that I feel like experience in influencer marketing is just going to be like the wave of the future. And, you know, it already is the wave of the future now. And so for me, I feel like that's a really big moment in my career to start to learn something completely different than like traditional video content. One of the things that I love about your story is, you know, you've obviously been at Match a long time, and yet you've gotten to do so many different things. To be one of the first to produce those type of authentic uh, reality style, but really true videos, to be able to tap into influencer marketing, to learn new skills within an organization is key. And I think key to what helps people stay at organizations for a long time. Totally. For me, I've never felt like capped at match. Like I feel like I've always had new experiences, new challenging and fun things. Um, For me, especially, you know, it's kind of funny. My dad worked at ExxonMobil for 40 years. So I'm very much like bred to be a loyalist, but I've constantly been challenged and constantly had fun at match. And, And the other thing is our corporate culture is just really encouraging of learning new things, challenging yourself. And we're just, uh, you know, I'm, I'm lucky to work with really, really smart people. And I feel like that's why I've stayed at Match for as long as I have. I love that. Now, I know that you've done a lot of video work there. You've mentioned that in part of your stories. Talk to me about how Match.com uses video for storytelling today. And really, I'm interested, particularly in the Match Stories platform. Tell us a little bit about that too. As I said, Match has always been a big proponent of video. It's not necessarily like back in the day where you'd meet over video or anything like that, but it's become so much more common these days to connect over FaceTime or do a Skype call with somebody, even when you're interviewing with with, um, a potential um, employer. For us, um, video has always been one of those things that you know, it's it's sort of tricky in the dating space because people want to put their best self forward. Photos are a lot easier to do that with. But this year we launched something called Match Stories, and or sorry, last year we launched something called Match Stories, and it's really our take on video for the dating for for mass dating, right? So instead of what you might post on your curated Instagram stories or even on your Facebook lives, 
With match stories, what we try to do is give people the opportunity to create a great story that includes photos, videos, your voiceover, and tell kind of your dating story and, and what you're looking for. It's, it's a little bit more curated than what you might tell, you know, on your um, other social media channels. And I think for match, video is one other great way that people can get to know somebody that they, that they don't know yet. And we thought by having a video product, it showed a lot of innovation. It showed how we were a more premium brand than some of the other dating brands and really gave our community um, more variety of ways to showcase themselves in an amazing way. I love that. And I know that at Match, you say that your people are your product. So how are you creating content that resonates with the people, right? Because they are the product, right? People are coming on there to meet other people. How do you keep them engaged, create content that resonates with them and helps them on their journey to find love? Yeah, it's really interesting. So I always say that Match and our video content is sort of a social experiment, right? Because we're showcasing what people really, they're, they're looking for love. They're looking for, you know, their partner in crime, whether or not they want to get married or not. They're looking for somebody who can help them live this life that we all want to live to its fullest. And um, for Match, I think when we look at our social channels, when we look at our online advertising, when, I, when we look at our television, we're always showcasing people in the most positive light that we can, um, you know, cutting together video content that showcases their likes, their interests, what they're looking for. And it's really been, um, that's been like the tried and true marketing tactics that we've used for the last few years to showcase not only our singles, but also our success couples. Yes. Because that really shows, you know, not only do we show the the authentic version of what dating is like today, but we show kind of that aspirational end product that, um, you know, people can can relate to um, when they when they have a significant other that they're really excited about. Absolutely. I, I really love see I even going from your original concept that you did with the first dates. I, I think that a lot of this speaks to the authenticity and what I like of what you do on social is showing real couples real and they're they're filmed in their real environments. You know, you'll see someone yep. in their kitchen or just sitting on a couch like it's just very authentic and true and doesn't feel like an ad, it feels yep. like a more of like a testimony about something that has changed their lives for the better. Yeah, it's really interesting. We just launched a new um, series on our social where we're going to be following a couple of different couples that have met on Match. And um, we called it like Match Moments or Match Milestones and kind of showcasing the things that are a little bit more tangible, right? So like when you left your toothbrush over at somebody's house or when you went on your first trip together. I know what you mean. You're looking for the mini moments when you're single and you're thinking about, right. And I left the toothbrush there. And like, th these are mini, they're more um, attainable than just like, oh, we just jumped to getting married. Yeah. The attainable moments that you, like anybody can connect with, whether you're in a relationship or not. And I think it, it kind of lowers the bar for singles as they're trying to find that, that significant other because you want to you want to relate to the things that you could potentially have with someone that you might meet on match. And I know with social media there are challenges for dating apps because you are subjected to more advertising restrictions than standard brands. I don't know if all of our listeners know that, but you can't advertise in the same way that a lot of the other online brands can. So with Facebook for sure and and other advertising channels, we definitely go through their approval processes to make sure that our content is um, okay for the community. And so it definitely is different uh, than you know uh, another you know packaged good customer or, some, or product. Um, 
And so we do go through some different types of approval processes. But I think it teaches you what you're, you're under these different challenges, right? And you, you're not, you're not going so salesy and it forces you actually to storytell in this brilliant and interesting way. I think other brands should aspire to that type of storytelling. That's what I noticed in looking at the type of stories that you have to tell. It's not about so much selling them, uh, you know, getting on immediately. It's just more about telling the stories of things that have worked. Yeah, I mean, for Match, our community is what's really important to us. And we want to showcase their success, showcase what they're looking for to help them find um, what they're looking for. Honestly, like, it's not about like, we are measured on, you know, how do we drive registrations and subscriptions. But the reality is we want to tell an authentic story. and We want it to be relatable to somebody who's in that same position in life. And obviously, you've been there for 13 years now. You've seen how technology has changed the way that we communicate when it comes to dating. Do you feel like people share differently on dating apps versus their online profiles? You know, how do they share differently? I know we talked a little bit earlier about what they might share on a match stories versus somewhere else. Talk to me a little bit about presenting their best selves in a dating app versus in social media. What, where do you see the differences? Yeah, I mean, I think what's different about your other social platforms is like, it's totally normal to show your friends what you ate for lunch, but it might not have the same impact on a dating app, right? So like, I think for, you know, for the different dating products, they have different purposes, but at Match, we try to show like that robust representation of somebody as they're trying to find that meaningful relationship. So it's not about the many moments necessarily like what they had for lunch, you know, what their walk was to work. But it's more about what they really are looking for, how they're trying to live their life. And it's a little bit more in depth, I would say, um, a little bit deeper on what they might put on their match match um, content than what they would put on maybe just their everyday social profiles. Yeah. So their social profiles are a little more frivolous, a little more in the moment. And a dating profile is more you're putting more thought into what you're actually looking for in a partner and giving, I I would imagine it's a little bit more thought out. I think so. And I think people really, you know, when they are on match, their, their intention is really about finding somebody that they can get, have a meaningful relationship with. And I think when you're just posting your photos of your dogs or photos of whatever on your social channels, you're not really thinking about that. You're thinking about what it represents of you. I think, I do think people think about it a little bit more when they're curating their match profile because, you know, they're thinking about, okay, is this going to attract, you know, whatever they're looking for? Is it, is it going to show a, a, you know, a holistic representation of themselves and not just like a moment in time that maybe, um, you know, would change in a month? Right. Like one month you're taking photos of your potato salad and the next month you're not eating potatoes and you don't want anyone to ever see that you were eating potatoes because you are not feeling good about how you look when you're eating the potatoes. Exactly. Exactly. I totally get it. I I get that. I could see it. See, I missed I missed the online dating time because I guess I I got involved with my husband too early. Really wasn't. Although I did help him. We were friends first and I did help him with his match profile. So I guess I guess I do have a little bit of history with my own online dating. That is so funny. That is Isn't so it? Funny. I took his pictures. His pictures were in my kitchen. Isn't that oh so funny? Goodness. And then I ended up marrying him. I took him right off. 
I said, get off of there. That's it. We're, we're, we're done. Okay, Alexis, I'm taking you into your lightning round. I'm going to ask you three questions. Just answer them right off the top of your head. Don't even think about it. Just let it vomit right out of your mouth. Are you ready? Yes. Social media, does it help or hurt our personal relationships? I think it depends. And I know that that's a, a lame way out of your question, but I think it can be helpful. It can give you things to talk about, but I think it's a balance, right? So it's not, I think if anybody's too obsessed with it, it's, you know, taking away from actually curating real relationships in real life. But it's definitely fun to look at what other people are doing when you live across the country from your friends or when you live across the country from your family. So I think, I think it's a 50-50 split for me. Hmm. 50, 50 splits. It's a very, it's a very good, like political answer. I like it. You, you managed to say both. Okay, here we go. What's the best icebreaker question for a first date? You must've seen a lot of first dates working at match forever. What's the best icebreaker question? Oh goodness. Um, what's your favorite thing to do for fun on the weekends? Oh, you could learn a lot about a person from what they do on the weekends. Okay. And last one, what's the one piece of advice you would tell your younger self? Take that risk, believe in yourself. And um, yeah, I mean, just tr trust in, like have confidence in yourself. I love that. That works for dating too, right? On match.com. Yeah. Okay. If we want to find out more about match.com, but we're not yet ready to go to match.com because we're not yet sure if we are ready to get back in the dating field, where might we go find you on social media? Yes, it's at match. Follow us at match, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, all of the above. Um, and there's lots of great content. Even if you're not ready to put your full foot in there, you can dip a toe into the dating space. I love it, Alexis. Thank you so much for being on the show today. You are one fabulous social lady. Oh, thank you. Thanks. It was super fun. That was all the social ladies. Don't miss new episodes every week. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. And if you like what you heard, please rate and review the show. I'm Carrie Kirpin, CEO of Likeable Media and author of Work It, Secrets for Success from the Boldest Women in Business. Follow me, at Carrie Kirpin, everywhere. And for more social smarts, be sure to follow Likeable, at Likeable Media. Thanks for listening.